Welcome to the Two Man Game Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network, which has podcasts for every imaginable type of sport, the uh, fake WWE, the awful-to-watch golf. Um, why are you bashing these other podcasts? Look, I'm just bashing the sports because you know why? Look, go listen to the other NBA podcasts. Yeah, sure, whatever. And then you can learn how we know everything. We're the smartest ones. But, like, oh, those takes are awful. Listen to them. See that we are the best. Come back to us. Nah, JK, go listen to them. They're all right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen to the what's the one called? Ambassador. Blue Blue Hardwood Podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout them out. They're uh, they cover the Mavericks. A uh, little bit of a big trade that we'll talk about. They kind of had, so I'm sure they know more about that than we do. M- maybe just a little <laughs> bit. I think that guy, the dude that hosts, that's lived in Dallas for like 25 years, so. He might have more credibility than we do, but... Probably uh, not. Mm, eh. Honestly, no, probably more not. More ethos? Yeah, a higher ethos. At, honestly, but no, he doesn't. <laughs> because guess what? We talk about trades more than he does, so we know more. There's a logic. All right, uh, but we're going to talk college for like five minutes because it was a pretty boring week. Unless you lived in the state of Michigan, you pretty much won your games if you were good, and you lost if you were bad. Um, so yeah, that... Uh, Kentucky's good. There's some other good teams. And other than that, the rest of the teams suck. I'm sorry. If you're not in the top five, you're really not a good basketball team. Uh, the truth hurts. I'm sorry, Goss. I know you're very hyped about Louisville. We'll talk about them, I guess, for a few seconds as they beat uh, Virginia Tech last night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, congrats to Chris Mack. Uh, bald head. Anyway, but before we do any of that, oh, and we have a Carousel Vert update. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, we have to we have to listen to Bob Marley for like fifteen seconds, right? Yeah. Watch me pause it. Because you are still screaming in my ear. Well, look, man. I. You got to speak up then. Goss, talk normally. Like talk no normally. Person. I always talk normally. But hey, okay. I always talk normally. Is like, that no, better? No, yeah, no, no. You are screaming in my ear. I, I like, don't know what to tell you. You can see it right there. I don't know what to tell you. I think you got to turn it down. Just turn yeah, your I audio. I have to turn my audio down? Whatever. Yeah. All right, fine. Is that better? Keep going. Better? I don't think that's what that is. Well, look, man, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> uh, Let's just take the mic very far away from your face. Like this? Is this better? No, but then there's like an echo. Can you hear that echo in the background? No, I can't. No, I can't. Look, here's the thing. These microphones are great. You all just aren't as loud as me because you're beta males. Right, I'm putting on new headphones. Gallison seemed to be having this issue. Nah, it's just... He doesn't, like... He's loud, right? so much louder than everybody else normally. No, oh, there's no... And then no, you no, have, like... Look, all of you are fine. It was your headphones, dude. You, like, look, now... Now it's fine. No, it's not. You're still louder than everybody. Yeah, well, that's you just because I it. talk louder, I first of all. Really yeah, I think that's why. All right, I've changed Wait. the headphones. Okay. It's not any better. You, I'm still really loud? Yeah, and there's, like, a lot of feedback. What does that mean? You know what feed like audio feedback? Can you can hear yourself talk? Is that what you mean? No. Feedback. Oh yeah, like a little buzzing kind of. Yeah. I can hear that. Yeah, 
And I do. I can tell I sound I think, loud, but like. I think that's because the thing. You think that's because my thing? Yeah, I do. My microphone's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that thing? What do you mean? Is that connected to the mics? This thing? Yeah. Turn it down. Turn your mic. Uh, okay. Audio two. This is all going in the podcast, by the way. None <laughs> of the skin cut. I don't know what the. I don't know what any of this stuff does. This is some behind the scenes. Look, we have this big red box here. It says focus right. Focus right. Incorrectly spelled and. Basically, there's a lot of things to turn, a lot of knobs, and I don't know which one to turn. I think the one that's glowing. Okay. When you talk, yeah, like, talk. Wait, shut up and let me talk. <laughs> yeah, that one. Turn it down. We usually don't. Oh my god, yeah, that worked. Is right, that no, better tur- now? No, no, turn it up a little bit because you turned yourself down too much. Is it fine now? It's great. All right, oh, that's great. Perfect. Great. It's great. 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 <laughs> or maybe great content. Okay, college <laughs> basketball. Yeah, uh, you're louder. Now I'm louder. It doesn't matter. Then Alex? No, you're the same, but you're louder than you were. Yeah, because I talk louder. Okay. Whatever, man. You it know what? It don't matter. It doesn't. It, it, he's scrapped the rest. The reason of the he, he's <laughs> not any louder is just because it. I'm quieter. You think he's louder. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Look, don't argue with the philosophy, man. <laughs> but focus right. Just keep it how it is. All right. Well, whatever. So college basketball. There's only two important games for the entire week. <laughs> An entire week. Uh, Michigan lost by 15 to Iowa. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, 74 <laughs> to 59. Uh, yeah, Michigan can't score at all. Uh, they really did, can't. They have no go-to score. Uh, they've got this freshman with, like, a uh, – you know what Noah's hair looks like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll post a picture of him on the podcast. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet well. a picture out. you got to see it. He's got, like, that kind of hair where it's, like, the undercut kind of with the long hair on top. Talking about Jordan, you're talking about Jordan Poole, right? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Iggy. <laughs> Iggy Brad's okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so his hair's like that. He's basically their leading scorer, but um, he's terribly inefficient. He uh, misses threes a lot, and he takes a lot more than he makes, which never is usually a good thing. They should just let Swaggy Poole take all the shots because he's good at shooting. I don't know. Maybe that would work. What are you doing? You're taking your pants off? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I want to take my pants off, too, but I mean, I can't. I'll take my shoes off, though. Don't worry. We're going to get friendly on this podcast. <laughs> we're going to get close. We're going to get up close, personal. All right, so Michigan loses. Then Michigan State, they were college game day. Goss was outraged. He was like, rah, rah, rah. Should have been North Carolina, Louisville. And they made the right choice. Good call by them. Obviously. Yeah, but, I mean, it's the two best teams. Yeah. He's so mad about it. He wants it. the two best teams. He's so mad he about it. To, he wants should the, always have the two best teams at college game day. I think they want the best game. Because they can't always predict what the score is going to be. Yeah, well, when they try, yeah, but I guess they try to. And Indiana, Michigan State probably got a higher rating, I guess. Really, since it was Michigan game day. or Indiana before that game had lost like seven straight. Seven straight, yeah. They went so, from, like, why would you pick that game? They got lucky that they happened to up. They happened them. to win. Yeah, Indiana just happened to like play really play their best game of the year. Yes, and the game went far. into overtime. And Tom Izzo threw a fit, and Romeo was good, and, yeah, they ended up winning. Look, they honestly got really lucky. That game should have been a blowout because it's Indiana, and Indiana has been getting blown to smithereens by every team in the Big Ten this year. And Archie Miller is not a good coach. And Archie Miller just constantly is like, he doesn't know what to do, and he just freaks out. He, he, and then you, uh, he's still not a good coach. They called a timeout with, like, 11 seconds left, and Indiana had the ball, the game was tied, and it was like, okay, what player are they going to run? This is to win the game in regulation and not go to overtime. So, as you might think, they give it to Romeo, and he literally takes it. Uh, mind you, 
as I continue, he's a 29% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Dribbles for about seven seconds, goes in a little bit. Uh, he's still not inside the three-point line. Steps back, takes a fadeaway three, and doesn't even hit the rim. Bricks it off the backboard, and I'm like, well, Archie Miller, look, you're an idiot. They can't guard Romeo Langford off the dribble, and you have him take a step back three when he's a 29% shooter. Okay, that's smart. (laughs) And then, yeah, I'm like, okay, now you bailed out Michigan State. Blue blood theory is in full effect right now. The better team is going to win because of the incompetence of the bad team. And I was like, that's how it's going to be. And no. Uh, Indiana actually ended up winning overtime miraculously. Cassius Winston missed some layups. They got a shot blocked. And, yeah, so uh, the Big Ten, not very good this year. No. They're saying they're going to get the most bids out of the power conferences. They might, they might, but I, there's, I don't see a lot of good teams. Like Michigan, Michigan State are both decent. Uh, they're losing, though. Those teams combined have lost three straight. Uh, I guess Iowa might be all right, but Iowa's lost six games. I mean, Ohio State's fallen off a cliff. Indiana fell off a cliff. They're trying to climb back up, but they still are like 12-8 and eight or 12-9 and nine or 13-9, and nine, something like that. So they're not even close to being back on the bubble. And then, yeah, the rest of the conference is whatever. Maryland yeah, like keeps losing. Yeah, Purdue, Purdue's actually been good. Purdue's won, what, seven or eight straight? Beat they, Michigan State last week. Yeah, but they really, yeah. They, they, played a, they played a tough schedule, though, to be seven fair. Seven straight and against good teams, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they're deserving. I'd say, I mean, they're definitely going to get in the tournament. I don't. It helps to have the one of the best players in the country on your it team. It does ha- help to have someone. How many points does he score a game? Like 23? 24.5. Jesus Christ. Edwards, they basically just have Edwards, and then they surround him with a bunch of white dudes that vary in size that can all kind of hit threes, unless your arms. Edwards transfer, Evan Bordeaux. <laughs> the Dude, guy who looks, looks like, like a, he's 40 years old. He's like a, it looks like he's a CPA or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's got like no hair left. Yeah. I love that guy. Um, but anyway, okay, so I think watching Michigan and Michigan State, neither of those teams are complete. They have, like, such mat gaping holes in their game, even though they've won a lot. Like, Michigan has not – doesn't have a good offense, really, as, we, as we've as we discussed. Uh, Swaggy Pool's all right. He's good for a couple big shots a game. Charles Matthews can do a little bit of everything. Braz Dacus is inefficient but can score a little bit. And they just don't have a dude that, like, can take over and score a whole bunch of points. Like, it's not a good thing when you see people on – and when you see, like, people on ESPN saying – I think Xavier Simpson's the best player on the team. It's like Xavier Simpson scores seven points a game. Like, how can he be your best player? That that's not a winning formula. They have a, they're kind of like NC State in a way, but yeah. better version. They NC have like State. a bunch of guys that does <laughs> stuff, and mm-hmm. but like it, they don't have a go-to guy. Yeah. NC State, who just scored twenty-four points in a, in a regulation college basketball game mm-hmm. against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. God, kind of like the opposite. We have a go-to guy, and then a mm-hmm. bunch of guys that we. Yeah. Kind of hope can play well. Uh-huh. I think your only <laughs> other consistent dude is uh, Cunningham. He seems Cunningham to... isn't really consistent though. He's. I feel like. Well, he, he if he takes more shots, he could. I feel like he brings it every game though. Like even if he's not scoring, like he's still a good passer, and he usually tries on defense, and he doesn't look like an idiot out there. Mm-hmm. Like I usually don't. I, I usually judge player role players by this. Like, am I just saying? Is there any point in the game where I'm just saying, "What the f are you doing?" Like, am I? Am I like? pulling my hair out like what what is wrong with you like like the nick richards i'm like twice a game at least i'm like what are you doing you just drop the ball to bounce oh oh my god why why are you blocking our own our own player's shot like stuff like that cunningham passes the test he doesn't do stuff like that so i'm a big fan i'm a big fan too yeah 
But, okay, yeah, so I think I'm going to take Michigan and Michigan State out of the championship contention right now. I don't think either of those teams. Right now. We talked about Michigan can't score enough. I don't think Michigan State has enough good players. I'm can, I'm uh, curious to see what, how Michigan State will change. Because yeah. they haven't been healthy all year. And, they, and they're not getting Langford back for the rest of the year. Exactly. Which everybody was like, oh, when they get Langford, they'll, they'll be even better. It's like, well, now they don't have them. So you have Winston and Ward and who else? Tillman? Uh, McQuaid is like McQuaid, probably their best defender. Yeah, <laughs> which is like mm. Arns. Arms. Arns is like a lumberjack. Tillman. Yeah, Tillman, uh, Xavier Henry. I mean, they just have some dudes, but like uh, other than Winston, it was pretty clear. Like Indiana was like, you know what? Uh, we're just kind of gonna try to stop Winston, and we're gonna double Ward because he's not really a great st- passer. They and didn't really stop yeah. Winston. They didn't stop him, but like I he mean, didn't go off for like thirty. Like he's been, like, the dude's been on a tear recently. He went off for twenty six. Yeah, he did score like five points. Twenty six, eight, and eight. God, he's he's he is he the most improved player in the country. Hammer Jordan wore it probably. Bro, uh, you can make a case for Winston as an All American right now. I'm pretty sure he was like the second best player on the team last year, though. I know, but like now, I I think you can. Yeah, I mean, he went up six points it, per game. Yeah, that's Jordan Wara went up twelve. But I mean, are we only gonna judge it by points per game? I guess. I, I guess mean, that's, like, that's a lot of it. And Wara also became he a good the same rebounder. Amount of, he averaged the same amount of assists mm-hmm. and same less rebounds this year. Yeah, but so I mean, like, it's just like it's like his team, and, and like it's, a, it's not like Wara averages so much less points. He averages the same amount of points. But here's my argument for Winston. Winston last year was the second. Or probably third. I'd say Bridges and Jaron Jackson Jr. were both better than him uh, as two-way players. Uh, last year, he was probably the third-best team on a on a three-seed Michigan State team that was way more talented than this team. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's by far the best player on a Michigan State team that's been in the one-seed conversation for most of the year now. I don't know. I just feel like he's running at the team really well, and he's doing everything correctly. I know his scoring may not be 24 game like Carson Edwards, but I think he still does a lot right and no and picks his spots when he needs to take over for his team. But anyway, I don't think they have enough firepower to make it deep in March. Just not enough bodies, not enough talented players. Like mm-hmm. I, I think right now, Gonzaga, Duke, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Virginia, if we're even going to take them seriously in March, are all teams that have way more talent than uh, Michigan State. I'd love to be the one seed who gets Nevada as the two seed if they uh, I mean, end up closing out. What what even is Nevada? Like, what is their tournament resume? No, Nothing. No wins over, like— They're not going to get a high seed with that resume. Uh, yeah, because of the, They're the not. quadrants. You, you think if they— The new NET. Yeah, but even if the they—okay, let's say they win out. If they win out, they have—their quality wins are, what, BYU and Arizona State? And they are, their one loss is by 27 to New Mexico. Like, that's crazy. Like I, I don't even know what you do with that. Is that a one seed? No, pro- I wouldn't say so. I mean, but I mean, that's, we've been giving we've been giving Gonzaga high seeds forever for wiping the floor with their the best WCC is at home against Arizona State. Yeah, and at home against BYU. Yeah, the and then at USC are their three best. Like USC is terrible. Vanderbilt beat USC, and Vanderbilt hasn't won a game in conference play. Yeah. So I, <laughs> really, I I don't really know what to do with Nevada. Because it's like, are they even good? We and don't they're not going to have a chance know. to get another quality win. Like, honestly, I, I like the resume of Buffalo better. B- 
Buffalo went and won at Syracuse. They played Marquette, and even though they lost by like eighteen, like Marcus Howard just started forty-seven, just went nuclear from beyond the line. So like I know, but I know Buffalo's good and can hang with good teams. Also, we saw them beat Arizona last year and stuff. And earlier this year, to open the season, they won at West Virginia, which doesn't look impressive now. But hey, Kansas couldn't do that. <laughs> and Kansas is still ranked pretty high. But yeah. Yeah, but I think Kansas is terrible this year. So I think we have five teams up for the one seeds right now. Michigan and Michigan State are still on the on the border, but like I, I feel like they're just gonna lose a couple more games because there's a formula to beat them now. So if you who are you, I think Gonzaga is almost certainly a one seed at this point because. Unless all these teams just go on crazy runs, like they're just not gonna lose. Right. <laughs> Unless San, San Francisco and Frankie Ferrari uh, come roaring back and beat them <laughs> again <laughs> at Gonzaga, I don't think so. Well, so I think it's gonna be Gonzaga. Duke's probably gonna get a one seed. Duke's just too talented. Yeah, they're they just are. gonna win a bunch of games. Uh, I'd say Tennessee looks pretty good to get a one seed. One loss. They've got two games against Kentucky and a game at LSU coming up, but. As long, even if they just win one of those, they're still sitting with three losses only. They got a lot of good three games. losses and a, no bad losses. Yeah, no yeah bad and losses. they're only well, yeah, they, their losses would be LSU, Kentucky, and Kansas. Kansas, even if they lost all those games. Yeah. So like, yeah. That's an impressive resume. Yeah, that's. So I think those three, and then. But I, I bet you they're still gonna lose some stupid game. Yeah, like they almost they should they almost, they should have lost to Vanderbilt a couple weeks ago. Vanderbilt wasn't idiotic and knew how to. Oh. And, Oh, if Grant Bryce Williams, wasn't Grant an Williams idiot. wouldn't have gotten flopped. Yeah, big that time. too. God, the hook yeah. and hold. Which, uh, what if we what if we split home and home with Tennessee and then we beat them in the SEC tournament? That could very well be for a one seed. I guess it depends. Like that if we lo- if we lose, if are you assuming we don't like, lose? Neither team loses. Yeah, no. Or e- both teams. I mean, we lose each to each other. But let's say both teams do that and then drop a game. Like Tennessee drops at LSU, LSU. and we, we lose like at Mississippi State this yeah. weekend or something like that. I think Tennessee still gets in, just because you have yeah yeah a lot more losses. But what uh, if we our losses are by thirty four to Duke to Seton Hall and at Alabama, which are worse than Tennessee's? Yeah. yeah but if we but beat, I mean, if, if we, we beat them twice, if we beat them in the conference tournament, then yeah, I think we'd three. probably take over. If we took two of three over them, they also beat Gonzaga too. Yeah, yeah, God, they have. We such beat North Carolina. You both beat Louisville, <laughs> so you can't really like. Yeah, but we won at Louisville, which will be which will be higher in the net, <laughs> which matters. Road games matter a lot in the net. I d- who else? Uh, I mean, we won at Auburn. They haven't played at Auburn yet. Well, we uh, beat Kansas, but that was at home. We beat Kansas, but I mean, Kansas is a good win no matter what. Tennessee yeah. lost to Kansas. Exactly. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. So I think Maybe. those five teams are kind of up for the one seed, and then depending on. Whether Michigan or Michigan State closes out really strong, that team, either of them could get the final one. But yeah, I think I think those are your I think your title winners coming out of that that group. Those four. Yeah, those the, mm. those yeah those that that little group. I don't see Kansas winning it. No, I don't. No. North Carolina's. I, I don't. There's not enough consistency. I really like North Carolina this year. They're so reason. inconsistent. Yeah. The I problem don't, is. I don't like I, I don't really know. Like I'd like. To, I just want to see if if Nasir Little like starts being like a lottery pick talent, then maybe I'll consider North Carolina. But at this point, like Luke and May he has, hasn't been he as like good. Has just recently started yeah. to become like the lottery talent. Well, I still want to see more though. Like he's still just like he can't. He hasn't been as good creating his shot. Most of his points this year are like coming off like dunks. They beat Gonzaga with him doing nothing. Good. Yeah, they beat us without. I mean, but that yeah, but if they're hot. They're hot. 
But yeah, that's the thing with North Carolina. Like, they're hitting threes like in that Virginia Tech game we yeah. talked about a couple weeks ago. Like they're, they're unbelievable. They're really good, but they're not going to do that yeah. you know, consistently the, for six they games. Just, haven't done that. Justin Robinson scored 35 points against North Carolina. They still lost by 27. Yeah. Okay. God, that rest that's of that team. That's actually insane. But, I mean, yeah, if you look at Virginia Tech, on, talk about hot, a team that's hot. up and down. Virginia Tech, man. They, yeah, they have no consistency. Yeah. And they've, they have a ton of scores, but they don't, like, the boomer bus guys. The only consistent dudes are Robinson and Alexander Walker. Yeah. By the way, Alexander Walker, I was looking at it. He might be end up being a top ten pick. No, no, he very well could be. Like, he is. That's how top-heavy this draft is. He is good. <laughs> but, like. That's insane that he's going to be picked higher yeah. than Shea. Yeah. And Shea's definitely, like, you just compare the two. They're, Shea's obviously yeah. way better. I'd say. But I don't know. I kind of like Alexander Walker. He's a really good three-point shooter. He's shooting, like, 44% on the year. And yeah, he's taking he's, a he's lot a of attempts. He's a much better shooter. I, whoa. He's shooting much better. 42%. No, he's a much, he's much more, like, higher volume shooter, and he shoots a high percentage. But Shea's, Shea's still, Shea's still well. a point guard and passes. He shoots and well, but he better. doesn't shoot that much. Yeah. Like, Walker shoots shoot that Walker as much shoots. as Walker, but I mean, he still. He, what, what did he shoot last year? He shot like close to forty. Yeah, but he did, he shot like forty times all year from three. Yeah, compared to like Alexander Walker's taken like a hundred yeah. so far this year. Just higher uh, sample size. Didn't you learn this in stats? The sample yeah. size matters. The sample size does matter, but in but at some point, mm-hmm. like at some point it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. But I think 40 and 100 is a big difference, especially when you're talking about three-pointers, because if he misses, like, yeah. three extra uh, shots, like, that's – then his that's thing is, in, is, like, 35% instead of mm-hmm. – or it's, like, 30% instead of 40. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, um, okay. Um, of course, our weekly segment brought to you by Thrive Fantasy, the Dirk Diggler Award for the big, bright, shining star of the week in college basketball. Should we make this a pro thing, too? Should we do both? Start start saying the recipients can come from either, or should we just keep it in college? Let's keep it in college. We can keep it in college. All right. Uh, mine this week. Me and Goss each have one. I picked PJ Washington, hometown boy. Uh, quite literally, he's from my hometown, Louisville. Well, uh, he doesn't claim that. He, <laughs> yeah, he's no, born, he's there. born there. Whatever. Now he lives here in Lexington. Fifteen and twelve against Florida. <laughs> uh, good leadership qualities. You know, yelled at his team and was like, guys, you're really going to lose to Florida by 10 points? And they were like, shit, the okay, no, we don't want to do that. Pass the ball. Pass the ball. God, you pass the ball more, you break that Florida press so easily. God. Yep. And then had 26-12 and 12 at, in uh, the game where Kentucky crushed Vanderbilt by about 18 a million. Uh, yeah, 26-12, 18 points first half against Vanderbilt. Uh, he's become the best player on the team, quite obviously. He's the leader. It's kind of what we were waiting for all year. We saw it in the Bahamas. He would hold guys accountable. He was kind of the go-to dude. Everything ran through him. He's a pretty good passer for a big man. He's the best rebounder when he wants to be. He's the best scorer when he wants to be, and he finally is. He wants to be. He wants to. He's not cool, PJ. He's, he's I want to try hard, PJ. So he's passed the ball, PJ. He's, he's ball. I want to win games and be a lottery pick at some point. Maybe. But um, no, he's gone after this year. If he's yeah. even projected like top, look, 30. I think I think that's a dude. Like I could imagine, like I know this is probably an easy uh, team to say every forward for, but like I feel like him on the Rockets would work. He rebounds. He shoots he's threes a shoot lot better. better. He's got to shoot well, better like, though. But like right now, they're starting Kenneth Fareed. Like you're telling me, I yeah, feel like PJ true. could be yeah, but a Kenneth more skilled Fareed's Kenneth more, Fareed. He's more skilled, but he's not as athletic. He's not as consistent. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kenneth Freed is a monster on the boards. Kenneth Freed, every game. Mm-hmm. Well, is that more I'd say, but like, 
he was he's he like was Montrez averaging Harrell. fourteen or fifteen rebounds. Oh, he was. Yeah, he's a, he absorbed he's, rebounds. If if uh, PJ can be that aggressive, I think he can. And he leave. can be like he's shown the ability to. When he like at Vanderbilt, it was just like you know what in the first half I'm just taking over. I'm scoring whenever I would like to, and I'm shooting threes well too. I mean, it looked like a dude. I was like, oh, that guy's in the NBA. But he was knocking down threes, and he's doing them well this year. He's the best yeah, shooter on the team. But it's hard for me to see him be in the NBA, especially like I always like when I think about like players like that and like power forwards. I always think that's like Terrence Jones, and that mm-hmm. dude could shoot threes. He was super athletic. He was good on the boards. Mm-hmm. He was an all right defender. Yeah, but like. And he, he did. He played like he scored really well in the NBA, but he just never stuck. He never stuck anywhere. I think like, a lot of his was defense, though. I mean, Washington's an, actually a really underrated defender. Underrated, but not like, no, like superb. I don't like, remember. I don't really remember any times this year where I'm like, oh, Washington just got beat badly on that. Like I can remember even times when I'm like, oh, Hagens was out of position, or I'm like, oh, what are you, Nick? What are you doing? Why are you mm-hmm. on the other side of the court or trying to block that shot when you have no shot of it? Reed gets beat a lot. But, like, PJ's the dude I'm like, okay, that dude, like, tries really hard. He goes after loose balls. He, like, I don't know. He's just not a bad defender. He doesn't get beat a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's, he is, like, he's athletic. He can jump and block shots more than you'd think. Uh, so, yeah. PJ Washington, my Dirk Diggler be, of the week. I'd be very interested, interested to see how his NBA career goes. Yeah. I think his passing is an underrated tool. Like, if you just watch the Warriors, all they did yeah. is pass. There's pass and pass and pass. There's open shots. He's good he at pass. passing on the block. Yeah. When he gets doubled, he yeah. always he always turns and finds. Reed uh, Travis is always just like doesn't know what to do. But well, yeah, Washington's much quicker decision making. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, who's your Dirk Diggler of the week? Uh, Rui Hachimura. Rui, I love Rui. Big, big mm. Another top ten pick. Yeah, but I'm not. Con- I'm a little bit concerned about his uh, mm-hmm. draft potential. But oh yeah, why is that? Still my Dirk Diggler player of the week. Why? Wait, why is he your Dirk Diggler? What do you do this week? Well, I'm not a big WWC uh, two subscriber. Games. <laughs> <laughs> two games, 20 <coughs> points and nine rebounds mm-hmm. with the first one. Yep. Eight of 13. I'm a big efficiency guy. Big efficiency guy, yeah. Huge. 62% mm-hmm. field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game, 32 points, Jesus. seven rebounds, and only 15 shots. Mm-hmm. 11 of 15. The dude is bringing back the mid-range game, him and Grant Williams. Yeah. Apparently, Keldon Johnson when he wants to. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like they basically just. If he he's kind of similar to Lamarcus Aldridge, as weird and crazy as that sound, like they throw to him in the mid range and he can like spot up and shoot from the elbow, or he'll just like take a dribble and go up and finish, or he'll pass. Like he's he's got a lot of skills and there's not a lot of those dudes left in the NBA, but I still think he's really valuable because he's also extremely athletic and has an improving jump shot, and he try and he plays really hard, which I like, of course. Mm. I feel like he's a better version of PJ in the NBA. Um, PJ Washington doesn't have bigger and stronger. Yeah, but Rui could probably play small forward just because of how lanky and athletic he is. I wish PJ would be more ball dominant. I don't know if he's fast enough to play small forward. Yeah, I haven't haven't watched him a lot on defense, but it didn't seem like Barrett and Williamson in that game were out of control. Like those final possessions, I was like, oh dang. Hachimura like locked him down, and I was I was impressed. I don't know. I have to look at more into Hachimura's like I'd have to watch more of him before the end of the season to see yeah, where I I'd, where I'd take yeah. him the draft. But still, I, too. I I really I'm like Hachimura. I'm a little bit concerned about Eagle Junior. He's still he's pretty young yeah, though for a junior, isn't he? Yeah, and he's like but yeah taking from Gonzaga, and there's mm-hmm. been a lot of Gonzaga 
Who's the best Big Gonzaga man. player in the NBA? Uh, Olenek. Yeah, Olenek. Yeah, not bad, but you know. Yeah. I mean, oh wait, no, we're forgetting about Demontis but, Sabonis. Oh yeah. Sabonis is Sabonis best is better. Yeah. You almost forget he played at UCLA. Zach Collins is good too. He'll be better than Olenek. Big white dudes, man, go to Gonzaga. You'll, you'll end up in the NBA somehow. Did Gordon Hayward go to Butler? Yeah. Remember, he had that shot yeah, against the shot Duke. against Duke. In the, yeah. Okay, um, we're going to move on to the NBA the now. The trade deadline is yeah. Thursday, February 7th. It's Tuesday, February 5th. A lot of going to go down. Uh, okay, so we did a lot on Anthony Davis, but there's even more. Uh, this report said, I read says That's the Lakers have pulled out of conversations aimed at trying to acquire New Orleans all-star Anthony Davis because of the Pelicans' outrageous trade requests, according to a person with knowledge of the situation but also says they would still listen to counteroffers. Basically, they're like, the Pelicans were like, we want all of your assets, we want all of your good young players, and four first-round picks. No, they said, I, and they were like, what I heard no. was like six, six to eight picks. Yeah. Is what they were asking for. Yeah, I, I saw four mentioned four somewhere. Four first-round picks. And they, yeah, even with more picks than that, even in like the second round. Yep. I mean, and, and then, and then a ball, Kuzma Ingram, of course, and like Michael Beasley. So you're basically getting rid of your... Entire Future. team. They're literally just gonna be like, "Who's the and best player in, players in China? Come play yeah. for us right now." They're just gonna go buy out all the dudes like Wesley Matthews and Rodney Hood and go put them on the team. Yeah. Even though Rodney Hood just got traded, but anyway, that was uh, a good trade, by the way. We'll talk for about the, that one. <laughs> yeah, trade Uh Okay, so, but basically the Lakers are like, we don't want to bid against ourselves anymore. Like we're not gonna say they basically are saying we're not gonna throw any more trades out there. We're going to wait for you to give us a counteroffer that we like, Pelicans. And you know Anthony Davis wants to go here, and you know we still have the best trade package because we have more assets and more picks than any of the other teams that he named on his preferred list, which was the Lakers, of course, the Knicks, Bucks, and Clippers. I don't think the Knicks can really offer anything more unless they're like, uh, here's Knox and maybe Zion, which they wouldn't get because Anthony Davis would be on their team and they would win games because he's good. So maybe a, maybe a top 10 pick, and then Knox, and then a couple other things. But, I mean, the, the Bucks don't have nearly the assets, and the Clippers probably can't. They, they really don't. The, the Pelicans are screwing this one up. Like, yeah. Yeah, I would I would have taken the last the offer. The last offer I, the are they, though? Like, they know that the, the Lakers There's are probably no still going to trade for them because LeBron's like, you're getting Anthony Davis because I want him. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What's Magic Johnson going to do? Say no? Yeah. He already he already did because six to eight uh, draft picks and all yeah. of their young assets is way too much. Yeah, but now he's basically like, okay, we're not doing that. He's like, we're not giving you any more trades. He's like, Pelicans, you come up with a deal that we will accept, a deal that you want. No, they he's said like, they we're pulled tired of out picking. of trade conversation. Yeah, but apparently they're like they're still open, but they're like we're not we're not we're, we're not, not talking doing this. first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I read that. Apparently there's like turmoil with the Lakers leadership. Like Magic Johnson and uh, who's the owner? Genie Bus. They, they don't Bus, get yeah. along. I read a story today. It was like it was like it was like stuff from the 2017 draft that didn't get out. And apparently Magic Johnson was all in on De'Aaron Fox. It was like this is who I want to take number two. This is oh, who I want. Yeah. And then the owner was like, No, Ball would sell more tickets, more jerseys, would make us more money. We like Ball as, in the, as the fit true. in L.A. He's from here. He went, He's going to school in UCLA. Lakers fans are watching him all year. They're really excited. This is who we want. This would make the fan base happy. This would sell tickets. Get him. And they're like, all right, fine, whatever. 
It's a business. Like it, I mean, it is, a business. it is a business, and they made money off the decision. But now tell me you'd rather have Ball than Fox. Like, no. no I don't know. Um, no, not as a Fox bi- is one of the 15 <laughs> to 20 most untradeable if players asking, in the league now. If you're asking me about, like, objectively, like, as a like a in terms of, like, basketball performance, absolutely. But in terms of, like, a business decision, I bet Genie was absolutely right. Oh, yeah. But like, I bet I bet he sold more more uh, uh, jerseys, more tickets. But guess what? Definitely. Would you rather have that or, like, if you if you switch Fox I mean, you're ball, asking, it, the, it's a business. It's about well, making yeah, money. They but, made money off of drafting Lonzo Ball. But success is going to sell more than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, the, if, if they've got Fox instead of Ball, they're definitely going to win more games, and they're definitely going to have a higher chance of having home court advantage in the playoffs, which is going to give them an extra playoff game, which they can sell those tickets for millions or thousands of dollars because it's LeBron and it's the playoffs and it's LA so if you have Fox your team's just better and you have Fox LeBron AD maybe and that's a team that can actually do something rather than Lonzo who you're just going to trade <coughs> and by the way have you seen like Lonzo is trying to name his trade destination he's no, like LeVar is he's LeVar. like you I would prefer if you went to the the Suns I'm like what do you what, what kind of say do you have in this? That's, yeah, he said, I'm going to speak it into existence, just like he did with the Lakers. Yeah. Which was very impressive, honestly. But, uh, he's the that best. Was extremely he's, impressive. He's the yeah. best. He's, he's, a, he's a genius. He's, he's wired a like a, He's a genius. I mean, yeah. I swear, he's a he's genius. He's wired to sell his sons. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Literally, LaMelo Ball is one of the most famous high school players yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't I don't even know how that happened. And I don't even. It's because everybody Lonzo and then Lavar and then it's like, oh, this guy that scores a bunch of points and shoots threes from really far away. I, yeah. I mean, he doesn't play yeah, to you. It's crazy. I don't even. There was literally a question online, which is still bogus, but like, mm-hmm. it was like, who's more famous high school athlete, LeBron James, mm-hmm. or Lamelo Ball? Lamelo Ball. Probably. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous, but it's yeah. very true. It's because yeah, no, of the internet right true. now. Oh, yeah. But, like, still, you like, think thinking was... about that is crazy. Zion was bigger than him. It's bigger. was bigger than LaMelo, right? No. In high school? No. Nope. I guarantee it. Dude, no. I'm no. telling you. LaMelo no. <laughs> was literally bigger than Zion. Like, I, I guarantee it. Jesus Christ. I guarantee it. That's insane. That kid gets so much. Go look at, like, the top videos on. And LaMelo Ball may never even play a minute of college of. NBA. What are all the, he all the high school? He can't play. He can't play in college. college. And how is he gonna? He. I, I read a report from a scout that said he would be the worst defend. He is the yeah. worst defender I've ever scouted. No, he just doesn't try. But no, look up all like overtime. What are all the other high school like? Frankie Vision. Frankie Vision. Look up the top videos on all of those. They're all. They're ball. all. Lamello. They're all Lamelo, Lonzo, Chino Hills, yeah. Levar Ball. Spire like, Institute. Yeah. His new team. And then, uh, reckon, uh, like they go into their house and interview them and oh, yeah. bomb around. I see just, Rocket Watts all the just time now. Garbage. Rocket Watts. My guy Rocket Watts because he's on the Spire with him. And he's going to Michigan so they, State, right? Yeah, he's going to Michigan State. So yeah, I mean, doesn't it? It still seems like Davis is getting traded to the Lakers, right? Yeah. We still think that's where he ends up because they've got the traded. they've oh, got dude, the best package know. to offer. Apparently, the Celtics are out. The Celtics are out. They'll let the Pelicans want to trade him now before the deadline and go ahead get their te- get get some assets, tank, you know, do whatever, try to get a high pick mm-hmm. so they can get a good young asset, maybe Rui Hachimura or Nikhil. <laughs> Imagine tanking for. Nikhil Alexander Walker. Or Rui, actually. <laughs> or Rui. Hey, man, Japanese people. Dude, they'd be a very interesting team next year if they could secure, if they would have just accepted that last Lakers deal. So, what does it look like if they've got uh, Lonzo, uh, Ingram, Kuzma. Kuzma, 
Drew Holiday, Julius Randle. They probably they Miritich. could probably flip. I think they'll flip Miritich to a contender for a first round pick. I think that's Ooh. happening. Uh, I mean, they don't have any big men then. Who would send them a first Julio round pick? Julio Okafor. I mean, <laughs> Julio Okafor scored like twenty points a game the past five care. games. Dude, don't even such hate. Such a fluke. I know, but like, it's such a fluke. It doesn't matter, it. but like, Can you could you that? could put you could put Randall at center, have Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, Holiday. It doesn't really matter because you're trying to tank this year anyway. You know, you're not making the playoffs. You're way under five hundred. Go ahead and get a, get a top ten pick. Maybe add like I don't know who's a good big man in this class. Daniel Gafford. No. Yes. No, he's not going no. in that range though. Maybe take Kelton Johnson. You're like shit. I just want to. I just want some athletic wings. Take Bull Bull. Yes. Take Bull Bull. I really take want Kelton no. Johnson to go to the Jazz. Badly. Ooh, that'd be a good. Thing. Why do you like Kelton Johnson? I think he's a really good. I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he does too. The thing with Kelton is like he just he can he has so many different ways he can go to the rim and score, but he just doesn't do it a lot. He settles for jumpers and mid-range jump shots. I'm like, dude, attack the rim. We should give you the ball all the time because you can get fouled. You're a good free throw shooter. Because the Jazz, if you look at their future next two years, yeah, like they got cap space no all way, over the place. Yeah, but there's no way they're going to be able to keep Joe Ingles, who's 33 yeah. and getting slower and worse yeah, by the game. How by every game. dare you? Yes, I'm talking <laughs> shit about one of my favorite players, but like still, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he I can't mean, be your third best player. I don't know what the like. What kind of what is the <laughs> what is the Jazz situation right now? Like, what do you even look forward to if you're a Jazz fan? Like, you have one of the most exciting young players you in Donovan Mitchell, but that's it. Rudy Gobert, yeah, no, and, 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 and they're winning, so, and they're winning. So like, you can't get a good yeah. pick. And like, well, we <laughs> exactly. have Grayson Allen who hasn't done anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're still gonna get like that twenty second draft pick, and they're gonna yeah. pick. I'm worried some, they're gonna become somebody. like the Trailblazers and just yep, like they're exactly like they're coming. They're like that's exactly what they're becoming. Core together and mm-hmm. not really get anybody else. But they're, they're also a decent, like a shitty draft pick. Yeah, because they're gonna make the playoffs every single well, year. Look, here's <laughs> the, the thing: a spot. But they're never gonna do <laughs> but, anything. I know. But gosh, you gotta right. see. They're gonna, suck. they're gonna have cap it's space. Purgatory. They're going to have cap space soon, and they're still got Mitchell on his rookie contract, which isn't very much, and see was a pretty late lottery pick. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna be able to sign free agents, and that's a well-run organization that knows how to win games, a good winning co- culture, a young good a coach, a really good coach, one of the smartest coaches in the league, I think. Snyder's done an excellent job. Mm-hmm. That's an, I feel like that's an attractive des- trade destination or a free agent destination. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on how Mitchell develops and if he can be a, become a better uh, passer. Uh, but how did that? Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, no. <laughs> joke. It was joke, joke, joke. Oh my god. Okay, speaking of Kevin Durant, let's get to the New York and Dallas trade that happened. I think the day after we recorded the pod. That has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Well, it kind of does. But like, sh- it we'll does. get to that. It we'll get to does that because it's freeing up cap space for Kevin right. Durant. Okay, so like, okay, wait. Let me just read the. Let me read this trade to you. It's a lot of moving parts. The Knicks acquired Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan, mm-hmm. and Wesley Matthews. Mm-hmm. Two future. In addition to an unprotected first round pick in 2021. And another pick in 2023. And they sent Kristaps Porzingis, obviously, the blue chip guy in this trade, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee to Dallas. And now, Knicks fans were outraged all over the internet. Like, really? We just traded our young superstar, who's a seven foot three, uh, three point swishing. Unicorn? <laughs> yeah. Unicorn, Swiss Army knife, offensive big man for uh, cap space. And basically now, he, it, it's pretty obvious that's what the deal's for. So, like, you see this and you're like, okay, what do you – every it, it, everything 
whether or not this was a good deal hinges on this summer, basically. Oh no! If they don't get any, if they don't get anybody, but like, well, they're gonna get somebody. If they end up with like the two, if they get Tobias Harris, if they end up with Tobias Harris and Kimball Walker, Knicks fans are like, "What the hell? We're like the seventh seed in the East." (laughs) Yeah, but if they only get Tobias Harris, then what are they doing? (laughs) Like, even if they get Kimba and Tobias, like that's not worth giving up. Chris Tapps Porzingis. Yeah. When you could have obviously gotten some, because both the neither of those dudes would probably have the upside or. Uh, trade value of Chris Tops. No, Tobias Harris is uh, both of those dudes are like twenty nine. Yeah, they're they're all, they're getting off their second contract. I mean, the whole point is to go after uh, Kyrie though, and uh, yeah, Kevin they want Durant. Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And uh, is it not like clear tampering if Kyrie and Kevin Durant end up on the Knicks? No, oh, and it's yeah. I mean, like yeah, but they I feel like they know the NBA wants that to happen because it's New York. But like, what do you do about Best the thing tampering? For the NBA is. Yeah. Teams like the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, the They want the, the Lakers to have AD. They want <laughs> these teams to be good. And right now it's well, just the Lakers the, and Celtics. They didn't want the Lakers to have Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, Chris Paul went to another L.A. team than the Clippers, even though yeah, they don't have no, a fan no base. No cares about the Clippers. Yeah. I care. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I feel like there's also some of that stuff with Paul George, because all we heard was, hey, George is going to the Lakers this summer. He's not re-signing with OKC. Kawhi's going to the Lakers. And then guess what? First minute of uh, free agency – uh, Paul George is at a pool party with his shirt off, like beating his chest, like I'm coming back, and he's with he's got his arm around uh, Russ, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. You said all all year that you might you didn't know what you're gonna do, and it looked like you're going to the Lakers. Hmm. Maybe Adam Silver was like, no, no, you tampered the hell out of this. You're going back to OKC. He was like, okay, I'll take the extra thirty million. <laughs> do you think we can get Worldwide West on the show? I bet he knows all the answers. No to all the questions. <laughs> he does. He knows what's gonna happen. Him and like LeBron, there's dudes that know everything. Worldwide West knows everything. Yeah. I should get his burner number. <laughs> all five of them. Yeah, all five of his burner phones. <laughs> okay, so basically now, if you're in New York, you're left with Dennis Junior. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Emmanuel Moutier, Frankie Til- Frank Tilakina. Like, oh, we got all these point guards that are on rookie contracts and aren't Kevin that good. Knox. And then they've got Kevin Knox of Wesley Matthews. Like, what is this team? Alonzo, Alonzo Trier, Trier, Mitchell Robinson. Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor, DeAndre <laughs> Until he gets Jordan. murdered by the Turkish government. Mitchell Robinson. Nothing, but like, what are Nothing. you, are you building a, a contender a next year? Fan, even if you had Kyrie and KD? Was a was a value pick. Yeah, probably. But like, okay, so say you have KD and Kyrie next year. Say that by some miracle they sign actually both of them, and they have those two dudes in the rest of this roster. Is that are they winning the title? Mm-hmm. Like, are they contending with that roster? I mean, they still have Dennis Smith, obviously. Yeah, Dennis Smith's not playing with Kyrie. DeAndre, though. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but you don't think Kyrie can up. play off ball? <laughs> no, I can't. I don't. You need a backup point guard. You He's want me? You want me to guard. seriously play Kyrie off ball so yes, Dennis Smith yes. Jr. can, can have more, can, can dribble the ball? The, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? That'd be so Knicks. That'd be. It, let's bring Phil Jackson back and run the triangle <laughs> offense <laughs> with, with with Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and Mitchell and, Robinson. <laughs> and then KD and Kyrie just kind of sit on the wing yeah. and wait. Yeah, there we go. And that's how. No, you use KD as as a pure shooter because oh, that's yeah. all he can do. Mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, no other skills whatsoever. <laughs> Can't pass. Yeah, but the, the Knicks are also getting a pick this year. You got to realize. Oh that yeah. Too. Okay. Now this does excite me though. Kyrie, Zion, KD, Knox, and I don't know. Maybe you resign DSJ for no. a veteran deal. Mitchell Robinson. Throw him in there. That's Shut up. Icing on the cake. <laughs> I do think I think they said they want to keep him, but DeAndre Jordan's an interesting dude. If they bought him out, and just said we want Mitchell Robinson to get all the minutes he can. Yes. And 
like that's Fourth. like like hey, if that's I'm a, a lot of money too. Yeah, but if I'm like, well, Jones yeah, over but, Pitt. Uh, so yeah, you buy him out because guess what? It doesn't matter. Your your, your cap space is you're not using it for anything this year anyway. I mean, didn't the Warriors prove that you don't need a good center in the NBA anymore to win a title? I guess, but I mean, I, I feel like that could definitely help a contender. Like, say the Rockets are like, fuck, you know what? We'll get DeAndre Jordan to be a backup center and give Capella 20 minutes of rest every night. Just like what the Lakers are doing with Tyson and uh, yeah. JaVale. Like, DeAndre, when he tries, is better than them. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's teams that could use DeAndre Jordan right now. Except he's kind of gotten fat. Yeah, he I mean, he's kind of, he, he's not, like, the difference between him this year and last year is very large. Like, he's just not as good. Yeah. And then try as hard. Hey, why would he? Both of his teammates left him. <laughs> and now, okay, we've talked about a lot about New York, and there's so much to go into, and there's so many different ways it can go. And we think they're going to end up with Zion, but even if they have the worst record, there's only 25% chance. So say you get, like, the third pick, and you're like, ah, Jay Morant, or, like, Cam Reddish. Like, it, I mean, that, all of a sudden, it's way less appetizing than having Zion or RJ. And even RJ, I don't think works. With, I don't think you can have RJ, KD, and... Uh, Kyrie, you can't have RJ with them. No, no, that no. dude's way too selfish He's at this point in his hole. career. Yeah. Like I feel like RJ needs to go to a bad team like Atlanta and just play there for a while. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's a ball dunk. He's just like or not the Cavaliers or some shit like that. Yep. All right, so we've talked a lot about New York, uh, Dallas. Now they just have the two the two best probably European players in the league right now, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Except for. Giannis, who's Greek. Tony Parker. Yeah. I'd, I'd say Luca's better than Tony Parker, and so is KP. Debatable. Better than Tony Parker? Tony Parker comes off the bench for Charlotte. Chill. Chill. <laughs> chill, chill, no. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think Kristaps going to play the rest of the year, though, so Dallas can go ahead and uh, lose the rest of the games, get another lottery pick, and they'd be ready to be ready to own the, uh, you have Tim the next Jr., decade. Though. I I kind of he's getting paid a lot. That's not a bad like. <laughs> and he's you not know, bad. Third guy. He's not a bad like score. He, he can score well. Yeah. Like, okay, so say right next year, say they've got Luca Harrison Barnes isn't bad if he's your third best player. He was third. He was like the third scorer for the Warriors two years the couple when they won the title. Yeah, but so say uh, you have Luka Doncic and uh, <laughs> so you have Luca KP Barnes Tim Hardaway and then I don't know you just get another filler somebody else. And I think that's that's like a roster. I'm like, oh, okay, that's intri- that's mildly intriguing in the Western Conference race, especially if Golden State loses Durant or Clay or Draymond. Hell, hell, Western well, Co- Western Conference to be wide open next year. Uh, like, pro- Lakers probably gonna win it though if they get AD or if they get Kawhi or whoever else over the summer. But I just I, I, Dallas is set up so nice, and also this is interesting. This is you should watch this though the. Uh, Porzingis said he would sign the qualifying offer, which I think that means I, this is how I understand it. That means he signs for an extra year, so that the next year he'll be an unrestricted free agent and he can go make as much money as he wants instead mm-hmm. of being a refri- restricted free agent. Where if Dallas matches the offer, he has to go back there. So basically, he's giving himself the freedom. If after next year he doesn't like it, he can say, you know what, I'm done, I'm out. But I feel like he would like it. <coughs> yeah, he. With it seems like he has all intentions European. of yeah. Why Bro. wouldn't he play? That, like, he can win titles with that team. And Luka's on his way to be an MVP-level player in a few years. They got a great owner. Great owner, Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> Always in the mix for stuff like this. And so, yeah. Uh, well, let's play a game. Who won the trade, Goss? 
So it's kind of a loaded question because we don't know. Because you don't know what's going to happen this summer. And you don't. And those tw- right. those 2021 and 2023 picks are. Yeah, I, I like the Knicks. You like the Knicks winning? I do. Uh, because it's the Mavericks. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, Porzingis could possibly not be here in two years. Yeah. Although, who I, knows how how much Luka Doncic will improve? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dirk's gone. Who knows how long Harrison Barnes is going to be there? And then, like, the Knicks, they got obviously a pick ne- this year, mm-hmm. high pick, and then two future first-round picks. Like, and that's they, three they, years away. And a they, lot can change in yeah, three years. And they emptied up cap space to sign two max contracts. Yes. You like the Knicks, Kenny? Uh, I kind of like the Knicks too, just for those reasons. Yeah. And also, like, I think they're, I think they're probably gonna get rid of DeAndre Jordan too. Well, yeah. obviously, like the Mavs will have the most immediate success because I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I guess not because after the summer, if they do sign KD or Kyrie or you know Tobias or whatever, then like KP will be coming back from uh, injury, and then they'll we'll get to see the whole Doncic uh, Porzingis experiment. And I think he could be successful, but uh, I think in terms of, like, those two draft picks are going to be extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Well, I, I think I you don't really know what's going to happen. I'm going to go with Dallas right now. They got they got Porzingis. They've got the they've got the seven foot three dude that can they've shoot him, and is once he gets back from injury. Yeah, and scores twenty three a game. That's and another thing. He's though. incredible. Like you, him he and Doncic are going to be amazing, two amazing players. Healthy though. Yeah. But and it's not. Enough, it's not enough to be a contender. <coughs> those two. So yeah, you, but like, look, I feel like Doncic is going to be a dude like Giannis, where it's like, yeah, I want to play with him. He shares the ball. He's not ball dominant. Mm-hmm. He's a really good superstar to have around. Same with Porzingis. Porzingis is like, oh, he's just a really good big man that can score a lot of points. He's not going to like protect hog the, rim. the ball. Yeah, like that's going to be a fun team to play on because Luca's just a fun player to play with. Also, we're selling New York on stuff we don't know. Nobody has any idea whether Kyrie is going to sign in New York or. But it gives them that opportunity. It and gives them the have, opportunity. They're going to have that money no matter what. So they're going to do something. Would you rather give that money to? Would you rather guarantee you have Porzingis, who, when healthy, is a monster, and with modern with modern technology like Embiid missed two and a half years, straight up, There's, and it's been completely healthy pretty much. Since last, there's since the beginning of last there's year, there's still unknowns with the Mavs too. Well, there's still unknowns, but like they have two of the best young players in the NBA right now. Like that's that's what I know. They've got two future superstars on their hands. The, oh, the Knicks right now have, uh, they got these draft picks, but I mean they got Porzingis and Luca. How how high are those draft picks going to be? Probably not that high. Mm, it's worth yeah, the first like rounders. You said, like, who knows? It's three to five years. Mm-hmm. Porzingis is going to want a lot of money. Obviously, Luca will get a big contract. But I think they're gonna be able to keep Luca because he's gonna they're they're gonna be able to offer more money than anybody else. And they're gonna be able to match any offer he receives. So they will definitely keep Luca. And if you have Luca, as long as you surround him with something, and Dallas has used for weird reasons been a free agent destination for the last twenty years, they're gonna be able to surround him with good players. And they're gonna win a lot of games. So I just I'd like the trade for them. And they wanted to, they they wanted to move Dennis Smith Jr. They got rid of uh, Jordan and Matthews who are filling contract or I mean filling a uh, cap space. They lost two first rounders, but one of them's one I think one of them's like top ten protected. So even if you even if you suck and everything goes badly, you get that pick still. Twenty twenty one. I don't think pain, I don't think things will go wrong protected. that quickly. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's still a first round pick. It's weird. Valuable. Like I feel like. After the summer, if the Knicks are like, "Yep, now we've got Kyrie and KD," everybody's like, "Oh, they won the trade." But I don't, I don't know that's 
going to happen. I, I, I think there's a chance. I think, I think if right. they get some, um, I don't know, all-star level player. I don't yeah. know if I want to say that, but like mm-hmm. some guy they can go, can get go for 18 or something. Yeah. And go for 18 then, to 20 points a game. Yeah. Okay. but I think that's very possible. All right. I had a conspiracy theory on Kyrie Irving. Hear me out. Hear me out. We need some like he's insane. We need some spooky music. He's dumb. So you know how him and LeBron have been kind of like getting back together. Like, okay, I'm sorry, LeBron. I was a dick. I was a young idiot, and mm-hmm. I should have I shouldn't have taken you for granted. He's like a 14 year old trying to get back with his, together with his girlfriend who broke up with him in eighth <laughs> grade. So yeah, and then LeBron's like posting Instagram stories like, oh, rewind at at Kyrie. What if? LeBron and Kyrie are in Cleveland, and they're like, dude, this sucks. It's cold. Our owner's an idiot. Our coach is Tyron Lue. Like, really? <laughs> like, here's, this, here's the thing. You tra- you get a trade out of here. Your contract's up up in two years, and my contract's up next year. He's like, here's the thing. You get traded away. You ask for a trade. We make it seem like we're there's a rift between us. He's like, you go over there, and you get traded wherever. And he was like, and in the summer when I'm a free agent, I go to L.A., and then when you're a free agent, guess what? You leave, you come to L.A., and we just meet back in L.A. Basically, they're like, let's just get out of Cleveland. Cause with we Anthony can't, Davis. We can't win titles here in Cleveland anyway. We won one, but that was a miracle. We're not winning again with the Warriors, against the Warriors, because our front office and our coach are not competent uh, for superstars like us. So let's just let's ditch Cleveland, meet back in L.A. in a couple of years, and, yeah, have a dynasty. If it happens, come on. I'm telling you. I could see the possibility of Kyrie joining up again, but yeah. I don't know if they. It was just like a plan. Well, anymore. obviously, it's just a, it's a theory. <laughs> That's a out there. <laughs> it's out there, but you can't you can't tell me you know it's incorrect. Well, no, you can't prove a negative. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, this is like the Salem witch trials. <laughs> well, no, no. We're gonna throw you in a lake tied to concrete, and if you tied to be concrete, the day you throw a block of concrete as big as me, <laughs> come on. I Who do you think you, you are, Carisalvert? <laughs> okay, one other uh, trade deal thingy. Uh, Mem- apparently, Memphis. We know they're trying to get rid of Gasol and uh, Conley. But um, they offered Gasol and Conley for Kyle Lowry and Valanciunas. Like the, this was trade talks earlier today. Apparently, I don't really understand why either team would make that trade. If you're Memphis, you want young assets and young players. Yeah, and picks. why? You don't want Kyle Lowry. Why are they trying to Kyle Lowry's to on an awful right now. like Kyle Lowry's on an awful contract, and so is Valanciunas. And both those dudes aren't going to help you win games this year and or anytime the soon. Just need to go ahead and tank. <laughs> they do. Like, go get a first round pick for Conley and a first round pick for Gasol or get young assets. Like, why Lowry and Valachunas try to get OG and Pascal? Yeah. <laughs> or a pick or something. Like, anything but <laughs> Lowry who's making $30 million a year and is only going to help you win games and for become like the 11th seed in the West. Like, come on. And then, even for like Toronto, like, what do you. Really? You're gonna you want Gasol? You already have Siakam and Ibaka. <laughs> you're like Gasol's not even that much better than Valanciunas, and I don't think your front court's the problem anyway. Because in the playoffs, you play smaller lineups. I think it's much better for the Raptors. I don't. I wouldn't mind Gasol in the Raptors though. But like, well, I don't think they need Gasol. They have their front court is Siakam, well, Ibaka, um, Lowry. I mean Leonard. Siakam and coming off the o- bench is, is good. Yeah. You you'd have a good bench. 
I know, but right now you could start OG at the three. La- I mean, Leonard at the uh, or Kawhi at the four, and then Ibaka at the five or Valanciunas. Like Valanciunas is good where he is. He's he can be Gasol, but like you don't need to trade. And you and Lowry for Conley is a terrible deal. Lowry's really good. I don't, I don't understand why either team would make this trade. It doesn't make any sense. And both those dudes are on horrible contracts. Basically, if you do that, you're saying, okay, we're probably not even going to have enough money to offer Kawhi the max deal. But maybe they know he's leaving. But if, if you want him to have any chance of staying, if you want to induce the Stockholm Syndrome on Kawhi and make him stay in, and stay in Canada and love the place, then I, I don't know why you're trading for two 30-million-plus contracts. Yeah. For people that are over on the wrong side of 30. I, I, I don't understand why either team would make that deal. I guess it's the East, and they're all desperate. So hmm. I like how the Bleacher Report notification I got from it says, Blockbuster. <laughs> Mike Conley and Blockbuster trade. Uh, That'd be a pretty big deal, though. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say it would be a pretty big deal. Who's Mike Conley's agent? Oh, I just know off the top of my head. I mean, I was just wondering. Is it Rich Paul? No, it's Whoever it is, Rich uh, Paul is literally Rich Kleiman. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I know. No, I know. I know. <laughs> There's Rich Paul and Rich Kleiman. One's it. One's uh, KD's. Doesn't Jay Z and one's. Doesn't Jay Z have a label? Jay Z has an agency. Or, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like Willie Cauley Stein's on that. I thought Jay Z was like part of Puma. Uh, no. No. Who's the dude that's part of Puma? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, wait. I, I, I don't I'm, think they're they're connected. I think I know Willie Willie Cauley Stein is with Jay Z. What is what is that called? I'll look it up. What are you talking about? What is the agency called? Jay Z's agency? I don't know. It's like look up Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z named Nation Sports. Here you go. That's it. Jay Z named head of Puma's relaunched basketball uh, okay. division. Okay. Well, I mean, he also has. And why isn't Willie Cauley Stein wearing Kevin Durant is part of Rock Nation Sports with Jay Z? Basically, what he did was he was like, "Hey, I'm wearing Puma shoes," and then they're like, "You're done, you're out." Like that. It of looks Rock like... Nation? No, I'm talking about for Puma. Well, what are they talking? What are you talking about? Jay Z has a new role at Puma. Okay, well, I'm talking. What, is, what about his? But that has his... nothing to do with his agency. We're though. talking about his agency. Yeah, but you what told you, you, about? you. I said. I said. I'm pretty sure he okay, works well, for we're Puma talking, too, I'm... and you were like, "No." So what does that have to do with his agency? I'm just wondering about his agency. Who's part of his agency? Who's Willie Cauley Stein? That's Kevin all I know. Durant. Kevin Durant. CC oh, Sabathia. <laughs> is is it? Wait, is Willie Cauley Stein on there? I don't know. I mean, it was only he like was at one point. notable players. I'm gonna look up uh, Willie Cauley Stein signed with Jay Z. I mean, I'm sure he's on there. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, yeah, Leonard Fournette, Jair Alexander. There you go. How did you not know that? Willie Cauley-Stein is yes, on there. Yes, Kentucky's basketball, Willie Cauley-Stein signs on with Jay-Z's agency. Yeah, there we go. I knew it. Go cool. get it. That's one of the only things I know. <laughs> one of the uh, only things Karis LeVert. Rock Nation Sports Agency. Oh, you don't no need for that. There's no need By the way, we got to talk about Karis LeVert. He's trying to make a comeback before the All-Star break. You saw what he did to his leg, right? Yeah, it snapped in He's half. He's a superhuman. Like, snapped His in half. His ankle snapped in half. So, guess what, man? His ankle snapped in half. I just oh, need a few well, months of uh, recovery. It, I know. But Dude. It's kind of still amazing that it's that. I mean, you, it's easier if you take apart a puzzle piece. Hey, Gordon Hayward died. <laughs> Gordon Hayward destroyed <laughs> his put, ankle. You it, know, he's, not, he's whoa, still not whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, no, that's different. He, uh, um, Karis LeVert snapped off of, like, took apart a puzzle. It was like, <laughs> Gordon Hayward broke the puzzle piece. Yeah? 
So it's harder to put back together. I like the analogy. I'll give you credit for yeah. that. Okay, I like it. But anyway, uh, Lafert averaged 18 points a game in the in the games he played in earlier this season. And the Nets quietly becoming a, a playoff contender after being terrible at the beginning of the season. I kind of like – I have to say, I'm becoming a Nets fan because of Karras. I'm you, pulling for him. That's only because of 2K. I'm a big Karras fan, man. You, you play with him in 2K. Now you're obsessed with him. I don't. I did not play with him in 2K before I picked him to be the most improved player. I was all on yes, you did. the Karras Levert. Yeah, that did happen. Or in your mind it might have happened, but on the podcast you picked you picked him out. Yeah, that's why I picked OG Ananobi. Really? Balling well, yeah, but I was reading about Karras Levert preseason, and they were like, his shots improved. And I was like, ah, ha-ha. If he can shoot better, he can score more. And if he scores more, he'll be better. And since the Nets don't have anybody good, he'll score a lot. And I was like, most improved player. Well... Let's play with them on 2K. My, pre-se- my preseason predictions were on point. I picked the Knicks to go over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know Zion was gonna be this dominant, and they were gonna try out so hard to tank. I mean, yeah. they literally lost on a goaltend. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs> so, but okay, let's talk about the Nets. I feel like it, there's two teams in each conference: the Kings and the Nets. Each team lost their first round pick this year. They don't have it. Um. I feel like it's good for teams to lose their first round pick when they're when they're after they've been tanking. It's like you know what? No, there's no incentive for you to lose games. Let's instead make it so that you should win games. And when they do, oh my god, guess what? They're more optimistic now. They're like, oh, we actually have good players when we tell them how to win games. Like, let's coach them to win instead of coaching them to lose. I don't know. I mean, what a foreign concept. Wait, Deer and Fox is better when he's trying to win as compared to trying to lose. Why well, I I. Wow, how did that how did that happen? Same goes for D'Angelo Russell. Like he he hasn't been on a good on a team that's been trying to make the playoffs and win games ever. And now he's good when he is. Like I feel like winning mm-hmm. winning games is always better. Trying to win games, even though tanking's great. It does great, make it more competitive. Get, yeah, mm-hmm. and right. it makes a little like, bit more effort. Yeah, and you're you're young. It makes it more like the playoffs. <laughs> it where is everybody easier is. to lose than it is to win. Yeah, your young your young players get better. <laughs> like your young players don't get don't get don't improve nearly as much if they're if they know their uh, owner wants them to lose games and just to get a higher draft pick. But I don't know. That's just a theory. Call me crazy, but De'Aaron Fox has improved because he's trying to win instead of lose. I don't know. All right. Anyway, we've gone for an hour and two minutes. Are we about done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goss can't talk anymore. He's just shaking his head. Yeah. The head nod. Yeah. He's shaking in his boots. Are you sore from the workout with Noah Wilson? I'm always sore from the workout. No, Wilson always works me out. What is this? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. He is Whoa. so strong. <laughs> this is a family show, Goss. Yeah. I mean, like, every I'm not the one that said it. Every one that took it that way. <laughs> yeah. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Who took it what way? What way? My grandmother is Valerie? listening to this right now. <laughs> like, I was just working out. Like, it's leg day. It's leg day, man. You show Mallory some respect. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for you to take it that way, Mallory. <laughs> Which way? Um, I don't know. That Every way. way. I don't know. There's so mm. many ways. All right, we need to wrap it up. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Mm. Classic. I have to go. All right, we have to talk about John Wall. <laughs> what? We? He's out for a whole year, he and he's awful. House. He's the most untradeable contract in the NBA now. He's making forty million, forty-three million dollars a year. He got fat really fast. He got fat, and, uh, and uh, you know, guess he what, Goss? Slower. You usually, uh, and he's gonna be even fatter and slower because what happens is when you don't run the, or exercise hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. for a year? Is he, he injured? Fatter. Though? Yeah, 
You get fatter and you get slower is and you he get injured, less athletic. Though? He tore I think, his Achilles. I think it's a, uh, he tore his Achilles, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's all a ruse. <laughs> it's all a ruse. I think it's a ruse. He's done with NBA. Yeah. He's done with the NBA. What? I think he, he laid off a cliff faster no, late, than I've seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah all star I think player. his career is kind of over. I mean, I think, he's getting, I think paid, it's getting there. He's getting paid $40 million the next couple years. If I'm the Wizards, honestly, he fell I tr- off a cliff so dude, fast. If I'm the Wizards, I blow everything up, trade Beal, and say I'm tanking again because oh, no, I yeah. I can't be good. Especially with this with contract. His, his, no, I'm like this injury crucified them. Like there's yeah. no, they're not gonna have success for the and next now, like, two years. Even with the, the Dwight Howard situation, everything there's that no, everything no. is wrong with this or with this franchise. In two years they ago, they just traded away traded away the probably their youngest like mm-hmm. no value. Only their, their only value. Yeah. I don't know. Beal's way more valuable than Uber. No, I know. I'm talking like about young, like, like, but really young, and Beal's could be like, could eventually be their like third best player. Mm-hmm. What is he? I mean, he's he's on a second. And they contract. traded him away for immediate success with Trevor Ariza. <laughs> to immediate success. Yeah, immediate, yeah, immediate not, tanking, like basically. From now on, can we agree? Like the Wizards just aren't going to be good. They for suck. A while. They're 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 management. Look, terrible. I mean, think about it. Two years ago, they were. John Wall was John Wall was up, great. Was jumping up on the scores table after hitting a game winning three in the Eastern Conference. Uh, semifinals, semifinals against the Celtics. Yep. That Celtics team that. Um, but you know what? The years they didn't surround the, him with enough role players. Uh, they, had a, they had the worst bench in the NBA yeah. for a long they time. And their, and their management just sucks. They screwed themselves over. Jan Mahinmi. They gave him $15 million a year for like four years. To do what? <laughs> to do what? So that in case uh, Dwight Howard is in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's family show. Family show. <laughs> In case Dwight Howard went off the rails again, which everybody predicted because he goes well, off the rails he went off the every rails. team he's on. He went off the rails a different way this time. Oh, yeah. But he's he's never reliable. Like, he always Fs up the chemistry on, on whatever team he's on. He's that's really, why he's been on, like, eight teams in his career. Remember when he was really good? Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he was, was, like, really a top good. three oh, yeah. MVP candidate. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Dwight Howard used to be really up. good. Too bad. What did he average like twenty five and no, twelve? That or one year he was Superman and he was in Orlando and he was dunking it in the dunk contest and I was like, damn, this dude's like amazing. He was dunking it on a twelve foot goal. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. It was very impressive. Mm. Was, I, I can goal. dunk on a twelve foot goal. But... Shut up, Gus. <laughs> I almost dunked on a ten foot goal. So... No, he didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> he, I... Threw it, he threw it at an upward angle. I threw it. <laughs> He uh, threw it at an upward angle. Over the rim. He did. He threw it at an upward angle and grabbed the rim. Yeah. Good job by you. Because I lost it. No. It, it was going to go in. <laughs> no, it's because he wanted to touch the rim. <laughs> no. Yes, you did. In. You threw it <laughs> and you grabbed the rim. No, he threw I it like a javelin. Yes, he, he did. Like, he I'm not even trying to make it. I was going to try to slam it. And like I lost it. That's oh, why I was trying it to slam like it. No, because it. it was you didn't get over the rim. No, I got over the rim. No, you didn't. <laughs> Not with the, the ball in your hand. Goss, you couldn't put it in the hole. My hand oh was my over God. the rim. Family show. <laughs> God. Oh God, a, a perennial issue. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not us, even. Someone left us a present. <laughs> <laughs> How? What? I don't All right, even... I think we're done. <laughs> You're well done. See. What you mm-hmm. do is you, you do this and you put it in there. Yeah. And then someone comes from the other side. Okay. And then Yeah, I bet. And then Where they, is Chris Early? And then, they, and then they whisper in your ear, they're like, Anthony Davis is going to the box. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't drop that or anything. Just I would love Anthony Davis. Woj bomb? Woj bomb. Web bomb? Web bomb. Worldwide web. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not talking about the internet. The, the, that's the second most famous worldwide web. What, what, what are you talking about? Worldwide Alex Weber. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm bigger than the internet. Okay. Alright. Okay, Al Gore. I'm better than him too. Who's that? Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm saying who's that? Like I'm disrespecting him because he's oh, useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't even win the presidency. Hey, dude, he'll, he'll, oh, he'll yeah. send a hill Didn't no, even he'll murder. Guess what, man? I've never he'll lost murder. the presidency. Ah, ha, ha. He will murder you. I've never <laughs> lost a political campaign. He's insane. That's all I'll say. <laughs> he will come and find you and kill you. That's no different than Goss. He usually comes and finds me. And he's like, let's record another podcast. I'm like, dude, Goss, only one a week. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tune in to Goss's Mighty Little Pony podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Every Wednesday. <laughs> you know the uh, My Little Pony podcast on the Pulse Podcast Network? There's Goss actually one of those. Hosts that. Yep. Yeah, dog. Yeah. It's called Bronies with yeah. Goss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Brody. LeBrony James. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, okay. We're done. Uh, we're done? You said that like five times. Goss really itching to get out of here. Yeah, I'm tired. Right. I'm going to take a nap. Um, <laughs> take a nap. Oh, this is really expending all of your energy. It is. Yeah. I, and I also we're actually out. going to do we econ homework. Out. Right now. We're not doing econ homework right now. I promise you that much. <laughs> Gail and Mitchell Hoyt will wait. <laughs> Today in econ, though, uh, Josh Paschal, oh edge rusher for the University of Kentucky, Kentucky football team. Future second-round draft pick. Future second-round draft pick, likely. Uh, cancer not survivor. First. Not first. Cancer survivor got was we given was gifted a a, a a teddy bear by our teacher in no, econ. No, he bought he bought for the cost it. of twelve dollars. Yes, whatever. we don't we don't cheat here. We don't give out free. Eleven ninety nine plus shipping in hand. Yeah. <laughs> the one cents for the throw. She I feel like she should have thought without him paying. Huh? A legal benefit. Oh, suspended ooh, for the rest ooh, of the year. Self-reported. Ooh, <laughs> we're reporting it right ooh. now. NCAA. <laughs> you know what, Goss? You know that's We're right. reporting it for him. Let's call Jay Billis. Let's see his thoughts on this. He always has good. Breaking th- news: <laughs> Josh Pascal suspended <laughs> for receiving a teddy bear. Josh Pascal upended by. Oh, family show. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we should put that in our podcast description. We should be like two-man game podcast. Family, family show. show. About basketball and all things basketball. Yeah. And Dwight Howard's love life. <laughs> now that would take more than an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, as always, before we depart, I must ask you one very simple question. Where is Chris Early? He's probably like actually like a couple miles. He's like. <laughs> okay. We can, we, he lives, he lives like right next to here. Right. He could be here. He could be. He could be in this library. But we don't know. We don't know. Um, And that's the mystery. That is the mystery. The Chris Early mystery. Where is Chris Early?